Thank you for listening to Mule Mountain Messages, proclaiming the Word of God from the pulpit of the Community Church of Warren in historic Bisbee, Arizona. We are currently exploring the amazing Gospel of Luke. Our services are 10.30 Sunday mornings and prayer and Bible study starting at 5.30 on Wednesday evenings. We would love to have you come and join the family. Well, hello. You know, from time to time, we all desire or need to have helpful advice. And, uh, but unfortunately, not all advice is helpful. For example, this bit of uh, advice from the Department of Energy. One of their spokespersons said, all you need to do to protect yourself from the radiation of a nuclear attack is to go down to the bottom of your swimming pool and hold your breath. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I guess you could come up in a couple months after everything's uh, all clear. I don't know. Well, we're going to continue our look into God's Word, which is always full of helpful advice. And specifically, we're going to continue our look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, and we're going to be looking at verses 26 through 38. Verses 26 through 38. So please follow along as I read. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, last week we looked at the angel Gabriel's appearing to Zacharias, and this is the first appearance of an angel or of God, first word of God that is recorded between the Old Testament and New Testament, approximately 400 years. And these years are often referred to as the silent years. There were no great revelations, no scripture was written. But do not mistake, please do not mistake silence for inaction. 
God is always at work. Remember Jacob's dream where the angels were going up and down a staircase to and from heaven, all this activity, all these angels carrying out God's plan. Just like today, we may not have or we do not have any new scripture revelation. We have, we have God's final revelation, the Bible, but God is still at work. He's working all the time, even through difficult and challenging times. If we allow it, God will use these difficult times to shape and to build us, to allow us, God's children, to be even more effective for him and more strong in serving him where he has placed us. Listen to what the Apostle James has to say in this regard. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Paul in Romans says this, And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. Do we want hard times or difficulties? Of course not. But you know what? We're going to face them. But we can grow through them. We can learn from them. And you know what? We are never called to give up. God is clear that giving up is not an option. Now, God may make us uncomfortable. God may make us, uh, may humble us. God may call us to repent and to give and to seek grace and forgiveness. But when he does, he is growing us. We as the body of the community church of Warren and the children of the Lord have a purpose. Every child of the Lord has a purpose. We have a job to do, and that is to proclaim through word, through actions, the love, hope, peace, and joy of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we do that to all those he chooses to bring in our path. God wants us here where he placed us because people need him. And God has chosen us. Let me repeat that. God has chosen us to fulfill that purpose. He will equip us. He will provide the finances. He will provide the wisdom. He will provide the people to not only share with the lost, but to encourage each other. We can be excited for how God will work in and through our fellowship as we grow in him. Listen to Galatians 6, 9. So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap the harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And you know what? Zacharias didn't give up. He worked day after day, year after year. He toiled in serving God. And through it all, he and Elizabeth, bearing the pain of childlessness, but through the discouragement, through the drudgery, but through it all, they were faithful. They persevered. They were rewarded. But Zacharias wasn't perfect, was he? He messed up. 
He didn't trust in what he knew he should have trusted in. Even the most faithful people don't always do it right. We're human after all. As a result, he couldn't speak for nine months. But don't you think his faith was strengthened? That his faith grew? I think so. And about six months later, God sent Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, to another faithful person. And there's always a remnant of faithful people. A young girl, a young girl whose faith was also noticed by God. How do we know? Because of the greeting by the angel Gabriel. He said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Sounds like she had a lot of faith to me. Who was this young woman? Well, of course, we all know that it was Mary. Betrothed to Joseph, a descendant of King David. Mary, too, was a descendant of King David. Thus, fulfilling the Abrahamic, Abrahamic covenant given so many years ago. What an exciting time. God was setting into motion the plan that he had from the very beginning of time. Listen to what Gabriel tells Mary. Having come in, the angel announced to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Well, his kingdom will never end. You see, we are on the winning side. Mary was, as expected, a bit overwhelmed. So she asks a perfectly normal question. How can this happen? I'm a virgin. I've never known a man. Now notice the answer here. Gabriel, with great patience, answers her. Now you might ask, why did he treat her different than he did Zacharias? Zacharias was made mute for nine months. Well, Zacharias should have known better. He was a man who studied the faith. He knew the prophecies. He was a priest in the temple. He had been waiting for this his entire life. Mary was just a young girl. You see, God is just, but God is also patient. Praise God for that. I need God's patience. And so the angel Gabriel tells her about Elizabeth as well. He tells her how she, how this is going to happen, how the Holy Spirit is going to come upon her. Then he tells her about Elizabeth as well, who in her advanced age, in her barren state, is now expecting a child. 
What an explosive, exciting reappearance on the scene after 400 years. And Mary, knowing the significance, yet understanding the possible consequences. I mean, listen, she's unmarried. She's going to be pregnant. It wasn't socially acceptable back then as it is now. Of course, people talked back then like they do now. Oh, there was going to be a price to pay. There was going to be the voices behind her back. There was going to be the potential shunning of society. And as far as she knew, she could lose Joseph, her betrothed. She would also eventually come to learn that this miracle, her son, the long-awaited Messiah, would be destined to die a gruesome death. But in spite of all this, what was her answer? She said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. She was up to the task. She was fully, fully trusting in the Lord. In fact, in fact, Chuck Swindoll calls her answer a purity of trust. Think about that. A purity of trust. Her trust was in God Almighty. It wasn't in Joseph. It wasn't in her neighbors. It wasn't in the Romans. It wasn't even in herself. Her trust was in God Almighty. What a purity of trust. And it was her trust in Him and Him alone. And in spite of the hardship, in spite of the pain, she was going to choose the joy of obedience. She was all in. There was no looking back. She was stepping forth with God. And what an example she is for us. You see, we too should have that purity of trust, a purity of trust. We too should step forth with God Almighty, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of the difficulties. You see, God has a wonderful plan and a wonderful purpose for our lives if we just step out and trust with Him. If we just choose to have the joy of obedience, then we will be rewarded immensely. It may not be a physical or material reward, but we'll be rewarded with the peace that passes all understanding. The joy that we can have. We can have a fulfillment in our life all through this purity of trust and all through obedience in the Lord God. And I pray that we as God's people will choose to obey God regardless of the circumstances regardless of the cost. Because it's worth it. The rewards are worth it. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that all those in the sound of my voice, Lord God, will choose to obey God, will choose to obey you, will choose to have that purity of trust in you. And Father, we'll hold on to you. And Father, we will love you, and receive your love for us. And Father, I pray that we are that light to this world that needs 
and it's getting so dark and needs the light, that Father will be able to pass on and be ready to share that joy that it is within us. So Father, we praise you and thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you.